Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. So this is Anita Kelly, and I have a very special guest this evening. Um, her name is Rachel Byrne from Les Revieux. Hi, Rach. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's sunny in Melbourne today, so happy days. Oh, nice, nice. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So so I gotta ask: Are you guys having any um, signs of the coronavirus down there? Yeah, we are. Um, lots of signs of the coronavirus. Um, my son was sick with a chest infection last week, and we had to be in isolation for the whole week, which was not fun at all. Um, but he's much better now, and he didn't have um, the coronavirus. Thank God. But um, that's scary. Yeah, it's. It's getting scarier and scarier. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, I think I think there's a lot of um, scare media going on where um, people are watching the news and freaking out a little bit. So we've had some situations in the shopping malls and in the, the grocery stores where certain things aren't available anymore, yes. um, which has been a wee bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that it's going to die down soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I hear you. I um uh, saw on Facebook today that there wasn't, uh, you know, any toilet paper on the shelves. Um, yeah, we've had the same problem. Yeah. We've had the same problem. So I, yeah. I, I went over to Costco. Do you guys have Costco's? Yeah, we do have Costco. So, so I went over to Costco and I'm um, thinking, well, surely they'll have it, right? And um, And they were almost sold out. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's amazing. We um we actually do we we uh our toilet paper comes from a, an online company called um Who Gives a Crap, which is <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, and um, they deliver it to the house. So because it's ecological, um, it disintegrates really well. So we buy this stuff, and um for the first time ever, they emailed us and we we're like, we're really sorry, we have no toilet paper left internationally, not like just in Australia. But internationally, they had run out. Wow. It's just unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So hopefully this all just kind of, I don't know, dies out with the warm weather, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm flying back to the UK in uh, the end of May because I'm going to the Bold Strokes book, uh, a book event in Nottingham. Okay. So I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm now starting to panic about flying back to the UK um I don't know what, what what's going to happen so fingers crossed this gets cleared up before June yeah definitely I know I was supposed to go to um a uh seminar on Friday and the presenter uh canceled because she doesn't want to fly in yeah I I don't blame them like there's a lot of a lot of um scare <laughs> scares going around with the airlines and the one airline that I always fly back to the UK is um, Emirates, and they're the ones that um, are still flying to China. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so I said to my wife last night, maybe we should check what our travel insurance is, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, that is scary. Yep. Wow. Wow. Well, I hope this is all cleared up by June. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, so Rach, tell us about your role in... Um, the LGBT book world? Well, um, I'm a lesbian uh, fiction reviewer um, on my website, like you said, Les Revert. Um, 
we predominantly um, review LGBT fiction um, with female leads. Uh, we, we've probably reviewed just over, I think, by the last count, it was about 500 books. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. All right, so yeah. so is it strictly then LGBT books, strictly lesbian books, or um, do you review other genres? So we review, so we strictly review um, women loving women um, novels, um, lesbian in, in general as a genre, um, but we do accept um, trans um, gender fiction. We we, we we accept any fiction as long as um, one of the main leads in the story is um, a woman loving another woman. Woman. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. And and how did you come to be a book reviewer? Oh, it's a it's a funny story. Um, I was in hospital a month before my son was born because I had to be in there while, while we waited for the right time to, for him to be born. Okay. And I was pulling my hair out. I'm not someone that can uh, do nothing um, all day. Uh-huh. And I was, I'd been reading uh, a James Patterson book that my mum had given me, and I was like, oh, I'm just getting another book. And I jumped online, and this was before Amazon had come to Australia. We used a, a company called Booktopia. Okay. And I jumped on Booktopia, and there was this tiny little ad for LGBT fiction. I was like, does that even exist? And I clicked on the ad, and it took me to all these books. And then there was a subcategory of lesbian fiction, and I almost fell off the bed because I was like, no way. This, this can't, be, like, can't be real. For years I've been reading books, and I didn't even know this existed. That's awesome. And... I, uh, I went through all the books, and one of the books that was on sale, I think, was 96 Hours by Georgia Beers. Uh-huh. And I grabbed it, and I read it, and it, it, I closed the book. I remember finishing the book and thinking, oh, my God, there's books for me. I don't have to sit there and think that the male lead in my and change the gender of the male lead in my head to be a woman because that's what I identify with, you know? Yeah. So it was like this massive... Like, all of a sudden, I felt seen. And then I realized that there was so many people that didn't know that these books existed. And that made me really sad. Yeah. So um, general fiction has the, um, the New York Times and all these big publications that are constantly reviewing these books. And people are picking them up. Uh, the Lesbian Review and a few others were, were doing anything about it. So I jumped on the bandwagon and thus began Les Revere. Wow. And and how long ago was that? So I started reviewing books five years ago, but the website's only four years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That is that's a great story. That really is. It's yeah, like you, I was you found it, yourself. Yeah, I did. It's funny because it's actually been a lead on to a lot of different things in my life. Um Finding lesbian fiction has given me confidence in many other areas in my life and probably has bolstered a lot of confidence that I, I have in my own writing, um, my own like dreams of what I wanted to do. When, I mean, I always wanted to write books. I always wanted to. That was like my dream too. And I wanted to own a bookstore. Um, but I just never thought it was really possible because why would I sell books that I never really identified with? Yeah. Like, 
that's just sad. So this was like this massive door opening for me and it's just it's just continued to be so and I've met so many amazing people because of it like it's it's just it's really just opened the world up to me in so many ways that's really wonderful so so you um are also a writer yeah so I I would (laughs) I wouldn't say um a writer I've wrote two short stories um one of them's available on Amazon and the other is available on um in a book called Les Vic Eclectic anthology and that was edited by Robin Nix who is an author with um Bold Strokes books mm-hmm. That's um awesome. so yeah yeah so there's two out there honestly I just don't have the time um I have all these ideas in my head but some these amazing authors just keep putting books in front of me and I would much rather sit with a cup of tea or a glass of wine and read their books than sit down at my laptop and write so um I can't ever see it being a a thing that um, takes over from the reviewing because I just love that so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I'll probably dabble from time to time. Wow, that's great. And so did you ever open that bookstore or is that still? No. The dreams kind of changed a little bit over the years, actually. It's not not wanting a book. I don't think bookstores actually make much money these days. Um, I hear that independent bookstores are coming back. Well, if they come back, then the dream again might change. Okay. Um, currently, what what I'd love to be able to do is is that um, I'd love to just review the books. That would be like if I could find a way to read and review books um, and maybe other things. Mm-hmm. That would that would be a dream come true because I just love. I, I've become really. Um, creative and finding time to read yeah. like um on the train going to work and so that when I get home at night I spend most of the time on the website um editing the content and getting that up there so yeah I don't know if I would open a bookstore now I might sell books on my website one day who knows that's that's awesome really is so so you have another job besides reviewing books I do. I'm a senior operations manager and um, systems operative for a startup company. Great. That's yeah, nice. yeah. So it's a bit it's a bit different to um, very much like so. hanging out on the website. Yeah, it is. It's different, but I am a people person. When when I know you, I'm a people person, uh-huh. um, and I really enjoy. I, I love my job. I can work from home. I work four days a week because I have one day with my son at home oh, um, on a Wednesday. Nice. Um, and on the other four days, I actually only go into the office one day. So um, I work from home the rest of the time because I have an office. My my boss and I joke about how we've got all these offices all over Melbourne because most of the consultants and the team work from home. It's a great job. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. 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 I'm really, I'm really lucky. I, and she gives me time during the day if I have to do something on the website or whatever. She's really flexible. So yeah, I'm, I've got it pretty good in the work department. Nice. Good for you. Um, and good for us so that we get your reviews then. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm glad someone. Is that your favorite genre then to read? Is it lesbic or women loving women? Yeah, I would say um, lesbic is definitely my favorite genre. Um, I enjoy a bit of romance, intrigue, crime, 
thriller. I've got really into paranormal recently, which was a bit of a shock for me because it's never been something that I would have read in contemporary fiction. Uh But um, I've got really into paranormal fiction recently as well. So I am pretty flexible as long as um, there's a good love story behind it somewhere. Okay. So paranormal in like werewolves and vampires or? Yeah. Yeah. I read, um, read a couple of paranormal uh, books recently. One of my favorites is um, Hunger for You by Jenny Frame. I love that book so much. I've read it a couple of times. Uh, um, Jenny a Frame is just awesome. She is. And she's Scottish like me. I know. I so. interviewed her. I love to listen to her talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping everybody can understand me on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hey, I can. Well, that's good. That's a start. <laughs> so um, you're Scottish but living in Australia. Is that right? I am. Yeah. My wife uh, got a job out here uh, 10 years ago and she asked me to go with her and I wasn't going to come. I actually just showed up at the airport at the last minute and um, came to Australia and then we never went home. It was only ever meant to be for two years. And um, now we've, we've, well, I've got a house and obviously my son, uh, Rory, and we um, we love it here. We, we're very indecisive, though. We want to, there's there's days where we want to move back to Scotland mm-hmm. and then Brexit happens and we go, oh, you know, maybe we should stay here. Yeah. And then we want to go, then, we, then something changes again and we go, ah, oh, we really want to move back to Scotland. So I don't know if we'll ever really make our mind up. Mm-hmm. We might just need to jump and move back to Scotland and see if it's still what we want. But, um, yeah, we we love Australia. We love the sunshine. We love the laid-back attitude. Um, it kind of fits in with our life mantra of not taking life too seriously. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a great place. You should come visit. Nice. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I'm, I'm in the States. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And uh, It's quite crazy over there just now Yeah, with all the... Um, I'm I'm still absolutely gutted about Elizabeth Warren. I know, I know. I'm sad. Yeah, it's um yeah, poor state of affairs. But hey, we move on and move up. Yep, definitely. Uh, we still have a battle ahead. So you, know. you do, you do. Yeah, it's um, it's been uphill for four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's to come. You know. Yeah, but I bet. So, um, so do you review all the books yourself or do you have like, um, a team of people who, who help you out? How does that work for you? So this time, this time last year, I was reviewing the majority myself, um, if not all. Uh, and then I just realized that it wasn't feasible. The docket of, um, books was piling up and, I wasn't getting to them and it was just, it was, I was afraid I was going to burn out, that it was going to be a case of going, you know what, this is just too much. So um, I was introduced to a couple of people and I knew a couple of people that were looking to review and now we are 10 reviewers. Wow. Yeah, a team of 10 and they're the best 10 people. I can't, I can't tell you how awesome they are, like. We have so much fun behind the scenes. We have a Facebook, um, a Facebook group, and we're always chatting, and we're always. And it's funny we, we've become quite involved in each other's lives. Like Rory, my son, will do something, and 
we'll talk about it. I'll tell them and send them videos and pictures and stuff. And they do the same thing with us and we become really close and actually often say that it's just a shame that we live so far apart because none of us live close to one another. Not one of us. Um, That's great, yeah, we're, we're going to all try and get to one of the conventions soon oh, nice. as a team mm-hmm. and use that as a meetup. Um, cool. Because, yeah, they're a group of amazing um, humans. I'm really lucky to have them on board. Wow. It sounds like you really appreciate them. I really do. Yeah. I really, I really do. Yeah. And um, are they all, like all in different parts of the world then? Yeah. Um, mostly America. Okay. Um, in the States. Um, and then we've got a couple in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, where, where can someone find these reviews? Let's say, um, you know, one of our listeners out there is, is like, Hey, I don't know anything about this. How, how do I tap into this? Um, well, the website, lesrever.com is probably the best place to start. Um, and then we're on all the social platforms. What I would say is that the best place to come hang out with book geeks like me <laughs> is um, on our Facebook group because it's just a fun place to hang out where it's a very relaxed place to hang out. Authors will post um, specials of whatever books they've got going or maybe um, post something about a new book that they've got coming out. And we do competitions. We have a book club that runs once a month. Really? Um, yeah, it's fab. It's so fun. Um Again, the reviewers behind this, the admins, sorry, behind the scenes, uh, we all have a good laugh and we try and come up with new things to do in the group. We also do author Q&As that are every fortnight um, and you can come and ask whatever author is on the hot seat, um, any question that you want. Every fortnight? We're, every fortnight, yeah. <sighs> we're, we're possibly in June um, changing it to, so we've got people booked right up until the end of June and we're thinking about doing it monthly as of July, but I put it out there to people. I did a survey and I'd said to everyone, come back and, because this is not just our group, it's everyone's group. Anybody that's a member of the group um, has a has a voice and we want to make sure that if you want something or you don't want something, that we're all heard. So I put a survey out there about it and categorically, most people came back and like said um, that they wanted it to either be fortnightly or monthly. Um, and the options were like bi-monthly, quarterly, fortnightly, how often do you want it? And then we did it, we, we then redid the, uh, the survey because it was 50-50 on fortnight and monthly. And it's come back again, categorically, everyone said fortnightly. Wow. So we're going to have to, so we're going to keep it like that for a while until the end of June. Okay. And then maybe go, we're going to work out if we've got, if we've actually got the space to do um to keep it going fortnightly or if it's going to change to monthly but who knows and for those listeners who don't know fortnightly means every two weeks is that right yeah that's right okay yep okay yeah and um i love that you say that that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) seriously i do that's awesome so british we we say fortnightly often do you yeah yeah i always say fortnightly that's it's funny because here in Australia, they use a lot of America's um, American um, lingo. Yeah. Like they'll say stuff from like Sweet Valley High for when when I was like seventeen, or something from Melrose Place. Anyway, they, they use a lot of that lingo. And <laughs> coming from the UK, I'll be on the phone to my mom and I'll say something like, 
like I don't know, like um, my pants. And she'll be like, huh? And pants in the UK are like underwear. And she's like, huh? I'm like, no, like my jeans. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And my son said the other day, can I have a juice box? And I was like, a carton of juice? And he was like, no, we see juice box here, mum. I was like, okay, sorry. Like my British isn't. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so your son was born in Australia then? He was. Okay. Yeah. So that's right. Really, that's all he's he an knows. Aussie. Yeah. 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 He's an Aussie. He sounds like almost Canadian though. He doesn't sound like a Australian or a, a Scot. And I think it's just because obviously the, um, the merge and the accent has created this little, this, it's almost Canadian. It's so funny that's when I so listen cute. to it. Like you're not quite an Aussie and you're not quite Scottish, but they, it doesn't really sound either or, but um, he's definitely a Australian child though. Doesn't like the cold, ah. loves the sunshine, loves the beach, loves the surf. Um, but he also likes, he's like his mum in, in a lot of ways. He likes to um, rodeo hole up with a book and um, he loves books. And recently we got for his birthday, the Paige Braddock, who's a, a lesbian author, uh -huh. um, wrote uh, a series of comics um and the main character is called stinky cecil and they're like little comic books yes and i got yeah have you heard of them yes, yeah they're I awesome have, yeah they're fantastic i can't plug them enough i've told all my friends about them they're ace rory has already read all of them and um, i'm ready for the next bout of comics so um he got them and paged signed them for him and he's got them on like Pride of Place in his room. Like he's got them on a different shelf from everything else. And it's oh. with his signed books. And he's really, so I think he's taken after me in that way because I get really, um, really excited about all my signed books. And they've got a different shelf in my office and everything. So he's copying me. So it's really cute. Oh, that's adorable. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, um, he's definitely a little bookie. No, that's great. So, um, so do you have, your favorite writers? So this is a hard question because we would be here all day. Um, <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even kidding you. There's like so many names flying through my head right now. I have a favorite book. What's that? Um, uh, so it does change, but currently it's probably between two books or oh, three books actually. Um, probably between. And playing the role of herself by K. E. Lane. Have you read that? No, I haven't. Oh my goodness, it's one of the best, best lesbian fiction books out there. You have really? to get it. Okay. Yeah, it's called Playing the Role of Herself. Okay. And the probably the other two is one of my all time favourites is All That Matters by Susan X. Meager. Yeah. And recently Temptation by Chris Bryant has been on my rotation list constantly like I just feel like if I need a book if I read a book that maybe I'm not 100% into or whatever Temptation seems to be the book that I read to like reset the balance oh really okay. yeah I love that book it it can it ticked every single one of um the tropes that I love like every one of them it was it, it's a fantastic book I really I highly recommend it and and what are the tropes that you love Oh, I love age gap romance, um, a bit of the rich and the poor, uh, employee uh, to employer, 
uh, that kind of thing. I love all that. Okay. Just yeah, and it's got a it's got a little boy in it as well that kind of reminded me of Rory a little bit. Aww. So quite a precocious, curious little kid, okay. and um. Yeah, it reminded me of Rory, so I think there's that as well. I do I do like Les Fick with kids in it, especially when it's done right. Okay, so do you like um, Jenny Frame's series then? Yeah, I do actually. I really like her series. Um, I actually like all of Jenny's books because I read them and I can see all the little Britishisms that I love. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and when she wrote a book called Unexpected and it, was, it had a Glaswegian in it, and I'm from Glasgow. Ah. And I a lot of the things that were said really related to things that I see and then have to uh, like give a, a variation of it because people don't understand what I'm talking about, okay. which was really nice to read something that kind of felt like from home. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, yeah it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. I like all of her books, really. She's fantastic. Yeah, she writes a really good butch protagonist, so yes. she does. Yeah, she does, yeah. <laughs> You know who else does a really good one? Aurora Ray writes oh, yes. fantastic butch characters. Yes. Like, yes. phenomenal. Yeah, she's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, me too. I like her, her series of, um, uh, it's, it's like the, the T-Town se- series. Yeah, it's a, and the seasonal series. like. Yeah, K- I think it's called K-Pen Romance series. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah, really good. Really, it is. And, and. Radcliffe writes good uh, Butch Femme series too. Oh, she does. Actually, my favorite character of all time is in a Radcliffe book. Who is that? Um, and it, it was the P Town series and Reese. Yes. The cop. Yes. I love Reese. My wife and I joke sometimes that if Reese walked into a room, I would leave her in a hot minute. <laughs> like, That's funny. Yeah, um, it's, it's she does yeah. such a great job that when I go to P Town, I I think I'm gonna see Reese walking the streets or something. Uh, you know, it's funny because we talk often about me going to conferences and stuff, yes. um, and book conferences, and the only one um, that I think Laura would probably come with me to is P Town because of all the books that I've read. <laughs> like I tell her about it all the time. Like I'm all like, oh, this sounds amazing, but this lobster restaurant or someone's talking about. Um, this Italian restaurant that's there and they're talking about the beach and because I talk about it so so much because it seems to be in a lot of books it seems to be an area that is a, a massive location for lesbic books yeah um we talk about it often so I think that will definitely be a, a joint vacation at some time at some point oh, that would be nice you know they have a women's week is um that's right yeah usually like maybe the second week in october every year and uh that's a a fun time to go up it's usually too cold to go in the water although uh nell stark i think she does every time she goes wow Uh, yeah a woman (laughs) but yeah i don't even i don't even go in the the um sea here when it's cold like after it gets to anything below 25 degrees i'm like i'm not going in the water no way too cold Yes. So 25 degrees here is, you guys do Fahrenheit though, don't you? So that's yes. what, it's more like, I think like 70 degrees. Oh, is that so right? I was going to say, yeah, probably around 70, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which would be warm, I think, in the States. Yeah, Um. Uh, you know, yeah, it would be yeah. a little warm. Over. I like it warmer, but hey. <laughs> I do too. When I first came here, I did not like the heat. Anything above 20 degrees 
Celsius. I was like, nah, it's it's too warm. I'm Scottish. I'm used to cold weather. And now I have this, like, I just really enjoy anything above 30 degrees Celsius. Like, that's just my, like, happy place. Yeah. It's just warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. totally get that. Yeah, I do not like to be cold. Um, but yeah, and we were just talking, my, my wife and I um, are thinking about going back to Ireland next year. And I said, I would love to, you know, stop over in Scotland. Um, oh, you should. You so should. I I recommend it to everybody. Actually, Aurora Ray went and visited Scotland, I think, last year. And I emailed her heaps of places to go and see and do because I am so passionate about Scotland. It's such a wonderful place. Cool. Well, um, if we end up going, I'm it. definitely going to pick your brain about where to go. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to help you out. Cool. Thank you. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, um, so Rach, have you ever written a review that was in your estimation, honest and true? Um, and maybe an author thought that you were being a little harsh or wrong and, and like, you know, maybe gave you some, uh, a hard time about it. So here's the thing. I don't post re- negative reviews. I don't actually publish any review that's less than three stars. Good, so good for you. Part of our, yeah, so part of our terms and conditions and submission terms are that, if the book is in our estimation below three stars, we won't review it. And I'll tell you why. It's it's really simple. We've got a really small um, marketing. Uh, uh, there's just not enough marketing that goes into um, lesbian fiction. Not enough people know about it. Yeah. So why would we put out negative things that would maybe go, oh, I don't want to read that. Did you read that review? That wasn't a very good review. Nah, I won't read that book. We want to be positive because positivity brings more people to the fold. Yes. So that is my that is my philosophy. I don't see <clears throat> the I don't in my life I don't like putting negativity out there when I can avoid it. I don't think it needs to happen in a lot of, a lot of cases. So um, we really stick to that policy. What we do now is because we have so many uh, reviewers that if one of us feels that the book is below three stars, we will offer it to one other reviewer who, and this has happened, we've had books before that have been like, the the reviewers came back and said, you know what, I just, it's just not working for me. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would probably be giving it two stars. Like, I just, I don't even think I can finish it. And I've given it to someone else, and they've rated it 4.5 stars. Nice. So, nice. you know, like, it is really, it's in the eyes of the beholder. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we do give it one second chance, one one other chance with one other reviewer. Um, and what we found is is that we've got a little bit of a um, really good dynamic with the books now. We kind of know which reviewers like which books or which authors. So a lot of the time, if say for example, there's an author that I just I can't get into. I've tried a couple of her books; it's just not for me. But say for example, Amy absolutely loves that 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 author and what she does then I'll make sure that when that author sends anything in that Amy gets first pick on it because I know that they love the books and I just feel that that's a that'll give us a a better chance of putting out something positive Mm -hmm. than then writing Mm -hmm. writing an email I hate writing the emails to the authors and saying I'm really sorry we're not reviewing your book it's a horrible thing to do yeah um 
and we have had some backlash. We've had a couple of authors come back and be quite upset at the fact that we've not reviewed their book. And a couple that have said, I would still like the review, even though you only review it two stars. And But it's just not part of our policy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine... I can't imagine wanting to to know that, you know. Um, yeah, it's um, it's hard, and we we do it in a very nice way. It's not it's not done any other way. That it's just that this book didn't work for us. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it does happen. But it really then makes room for the positivity that we try and put out there, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what's most important. I really want to concentrate on that, and I love the fact that everyone that's on the team believes in the philosophy they believe in putting good things out there to get good things back mm-hmm. so um, it really works for us yeah, yeah good work ethic really yeah i think so yep definitely so so authors um you don't just review like read books independently authors will, will submit their work to you um knowing that you know like expecting a review yeah so we probably receive anywhere between one to five books a day. Wow. Um, yeah. And can I just say, a lot of the books are not um, let's fic or even, not even, some of them are contemporary romance, and I've had to go back and say, in actual fact, here's our submission terms. We don't read this style of book. But um, we, do get a, we do get a lot of books, yeah. We, we um, the last couple of months, because there's so many of us now, we've been able to get through the backlog quite a bit. So things will be slowing down again. Um, but yeah, we've, we, we, we definitely get a lot of books. And I I am also take books from NetGallery, which is a platform that you can go on and um, request a book. And when you receive it, you read it, and then you review it on their website and then on, say, um, all the social platforms as well. Mm-hmm. So... A lot. Sometimes the books that I review, I kind of stick to Net Gallery because that's my account, and I feel like I, the books come to me; they don't go to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading a book from Net Gallery, I've chosen that. Um, whereas a lot of the other books just come through um, email, and they go out to the other reviewers. Okay, all right. So um, if if someone wanted to find one of your reviews they would go to lesreviewer.com right that's right and and, and the um let me spell that for our listeners that's l-e-s-r-e-v-e-u-r.com that's that? right okay um, yeah so we um the name is really funny i've thought about changing it a million times but there's a a bit of a standing joke about me being a bit of a daydreamer. And um, in French, uh, Le Rivers is um, daydreamer. Is it? So, yeah. So when I seen that, I was like, well, that's kind of odd because it looks like, well, it, was, it wasn't it was Les, it was Le. Um, but the review part, the, the Rivers looked like review. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I thought if I put Les at the front, it's like Les being reviews. Yeah. Um, so that's where it came from. But I've thought about changing it quite a few times because people are like, how do you spell that again? How do you say that again? Like, <laughs> God, it was meant to be a play on words that has turned into um, me continuously having to spell it. That's people. awesome, though. It's a, that's a great, a great twist on, on the name. I love it. Yeah. 
bit different. Yeah, so, I like to do things a bit different. So, Rach, you've obviously read hundreds of books, right? Yeah, All right. I have. In your estimation, then, what makes for a good book and a good storyline? I think it depends on the subgenre. Um, but let's just, for, ex- for example's sake, say ro- romance. Um, I would always say in romance books, you really need good chemistry between the characters. Mm-hmm. I, um, if I'm not feeling it, then I don't think they're feeling it. Um, and then I'm not invested. It's true. So a lot of the time, yeah, I just, chemistry is massive. If it's, if, if the chemistry between two characters is believable, yes. then I'm all in. And a lot of the time I'll um, not see like other stuff. I'll won't, um, if there's maybe a plot um, twist that I didn't like or, um, or maybe a character that I really didn't connect with. If there's chemistry there between the two protagonists, it keeps me reading. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Yeah, you're so right. I um I did reviews for an organization at one time, and um, I read so many books where it just I just didn't feel it. I was like, yeah, this is not happening. And if these two get together, it will be a miracle, you know, because yeah, not, I'm not feeling it. And 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 so in my estimation, those were poorly written books. Like you know, uh, nothing I could you know, really get behind. Um. Yeah, it's um, funny. I uh, My favorite thing um, when I read books is two things. The chemistry. I love when an when author um, doesn't follow the normal formula because there is a formula to writing a romance novel mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people stick to. So I love it when they do something a bit out of the box, mm-hmm. um, something a bit different. I love that. Um, even if it's something silly like a twist or that I wasn't expecting, I just that really engages me. But I also one thing that's really funny, and I talk to um, people about this quite a lot, is that I love an epilogue. Uh-huh. Epilogues for me are like the happily ever after oh, at the yeah. end of a Disney movie. Oh, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So there has been books that I have absolutely adored, right? And got to the end of the book and there's no epilogue. And I go, where's the epilogue? Like, where's the sign sealed and delivered? Like, <laughs> this is life for them. They're going to be together forever. Um, and it's funny, when I talk about epilogues, I often talk about uh, a novella that Elle Spencer wrote. Mm-hmm. And it was called Forget Her Not, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, she wrote, it was like, there was two epilogues in that book, in, in that novella. There was like two years after, and then I think seven years after. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, like, if every author did that, it would be boring, right? But it is it is my ultimate epilogue. There is no one that has ever bet that epilogue for me. I sometimes, again, a bit like Temptation with Chris, that's a reset book for me. If I've read something and I'm, I feel a wee bit not quite right after it and don't know where to go next. I'll read that novella to reset the balance because I'll just love it so much. And it gets me in that love and feels and like, I just want to read more um, romance books after it because it's just such a good, such a good story. But the epilogue is what gets me every time, every single time. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. The epilogue, the epilogue girl. How do you say epilogue in French? Ah, good question. We should ask Jude, one of our reviewers. Okay. She would know. She's French. <laughs> we'll ask her. Okay. All right. 
So, Rach, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Keep reading. Keep reading books. Just keep reading lesbian fiction. It's so important. And when you read them, review them. Even if you're not reviewing on a platform, putting some good words on Goodreads or on Facebook just really helps the authors. And that's what we're all here to do, is get help the authors so that they keep writing books so that we can read them. Good parting words. Good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm Anita Anita Kelly, and that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty.